One. Hi there. This is the Culture Vacuum Podcast. The only podcast. Yo, 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 yo. The only podcast recorded in the cinematic universe is that Peletone commercial. I'm your host, Samuel Polet, and with me, yet again, Michael Watts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, baby. Hey, what's up? It's me. I'm back. Aha. Here he is. Uh, uh, is in the words of Doctor Strange, we're in the end game now. Uh, yeah, we are. The year's we're almost getting close. The year's almost Award over. season's wrapping up, man. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. The year's almost over, so the month of December, we're going to do a bunch of wrap-up episodes, and then we're going to take uh, most of January off. We'll do like a little episode after the Oscars, and then we'll probably start up again. That was beautiful. I'm, I'm keeping that yeah, in. Yeah, that was a very nice one. I applaud you. That's a that's a a solid seven point five out of ten right there. That's a that's a that's a certified fresh score for you, buddy. Yeah, keeping that in there. Um, we're gonna take we're gonna do like a little episode in January after the Oscar nominations come out, and then we're gonna pick up the season four baby in February. That's the plan. Yeah, season four, culture vacuum. We're gonna run forever. <laughs> Never gonna stop. <laughs> this show feels like it's been going on forever. It has. It's been a, a goddamn while, man. At least, I mean, at least two years. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a long time. Never thought I'd make uh, it. If 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 it was a baby, it would be it would be talking and walking by now. Goo goo gaga. Give me. It would content. be on solid foods. Give me content. Give me the content. Vertical integration. That's culture vacuum sucking content from the tit of society. Yeah. So uh, for this episode, uh, we're just gonna it's gonna we're not gonna do any any fooling around. We're gonna get right into the main topic because I don't know how long we're gonna we don't go. Fuck around with this shit. We get right into the news. Right into the meat and potatoes. What we're gonna be doing is uh, this is not our Oscar uh, awards ballot quite yet because the oscar nominations don't come until january but what this is what this is is we are going to do our damnedest to predict what the oscar nominations are going to be oh yeah we're we're we are stretching and reaching trying to find any sort of validation to fuel our egos as as much as we can yes i am very bad at awards uh prognosticating though so that'll be fun I I I've I've never done a predictions for the nominations, so I don't know how this will go. When it comes to predicting the winners, though, I tend to do pretty well. Whenever I go to like Oscar parties and, and awards parties with people, I'm usually the person who gets the most right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if it if it translates. Everyone at the party was saying, "I think it's going to be La La Land," and you said, "I don't know." Moonlight had a lot more cultural significance this year. In an academy that's increasingly I diverse. I actually predicted that they would mess up and say that it was La La Land, and then it would be actually Moonlight. Moonlight. I predicted it. We are basing this off of both, like, we've seen some of these movies. We haven't seen some others because they're in, like, limited release right now. Um, so yep. we are basing this off of we've seen it and we think it has a chance, and also we've gone to professional awards forecasters to see what they think's gonna what they think's gonna be the big winners 
as yeah. well. And just general buzz and hubbub, I would say, too. Yeah. Like, you know, me hearing from other people, ah, this movie is very, very good, you know? Yeah. And I also want to disclose, these are not necessarily our favorite movies. Uh, for instance, I have Joker Whoa. on this list a few times. I did not like Joker. Mm-hmm. But data. Wow, you have Joker on here more than I do if you have it on a few times then. I did not like Joker, but all the data suggests it's going to get at least two nominations from what uh, all the hype and hubbub's about. Yeah, so the way it's going to work is I'm going to read the rules out. Uh, We are going to predict who we think will get each slot. Two points are awarded for a correct guess, two extra points if you nail the category. Each category also Mm. gets one safety pick. If your safety pick gets nominated, you only receive one point. You also cannot r- receive the safety points if you predict the category, but your safety pick was one of the uh, five that gets nominated. Uh, for mm. best picture, there are no safety picks allowed. You instead, we pick the ten potential nominees, and then because the way best picture works, it can be up to ten. It's basically never ten. So if it's like seven, and we picked, and of our ten, those seven come from our ten you do get the extra two points for your uh, perfect category. And if it is a 10, then wow, how good for you. Mm. This is this is the third time that these rules have been read to me, and I still don't fully understand how it works, but let's do it anyways. Yeah, it's just for scoring purposes and, like, tiebreakers and stuff. Makes it easy, makes it that harder. That will not be my job. It makes it harder for there to be a tie, basically. Yes. Cool. So we're going to start uh, the same way uh, the Oscars start. Let's start with the supporting actors and actresses first, okay? All right. I'll go through my five and my safety, and then Michael will go through his five and his safety, and then we will discuss. Sound good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, supporting actor. Here we go. Uh, Brad Pitt, Willem Dafoe, Al Pacino, mm. Joe Pesci, mm. Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. and my Ooh. safety – I'm only putting this in here because this has been all over the awards prognosticators. My safety is going to be Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. I have not seen The Two Popes. It comes out in like two weeks. But The Two Popes okay. is all over all these awards forecasters lists. What do you got, Michael? Yeah, I saw I, – I didn't see that much of it. I saw it with a few. I saw it with like best adapted screenplay, and I did see it for supporting actor. But I didn't. I didn't actually. Didn't actually put Mr. Hopkins in there. Is he? A, is he a knight? Is he a sir? Sir Anthony, I believe he's a sir. Yes. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Well, he's not on there. He didn't make it. Uh, we we pretty much have the same list except for our number five and our our safety. So I I similarly have Brad Pitt, Willem Dafoe, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and then I have Tom Hanks. From Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood because he's America's favorite actor. People love him. That people like giving him nominations and awards. Um, and then my safety because I saw this sort of buzzing around as well is Sterling K. Brown from Waves because people like him a lot too, and he's a very good actor. I have seen Waves. Haven't seen Waves. He is very good in Waves. My I didn't put Waves on my list because I just don't know. It's just it's such a crowded field this year. Like ev- mm-hmm. basically every category except like best actress, uh, you mm-hmm. go to like who the awards people are saying we think these are going to be the five, and then you look at who the potentials are, and they're also just as great. So I think mm. like supporting. I think I only put I only put waves on there twice, maybe three times. Yeah, I think. 
No, twice. Just twice. Yeah. And I think, like, Brad Pitt and once I think Brad Pitt, I liked him a lot more than Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Absolutely. Like, he was, Absolutely. He was so fun in that movie. Uh, Willem Dafoe just goes batshit in Lighthouse. Mm. And then, uh, but, like, for Irishmen, this is the year. Like, Netflix, last year for Netflix, oh, yeah. they dipped their toes in it. This year. They fucking killed it. Yeah. And I think... I think, like, if anything, Al Pacino probably stands the best chance of winning just because, you know, I've seen Irishman. Pesci is great yeah. in this movie, but Pacino definitely gives, like, the more, like, if, like, you go to, like, a normal person, they're probably yeah. going to like Pacino's performance more just because it's a bit more yeah. Well, he just – the character stands – the character just stands out more throughout the film. Yeah. He's, you know, he's more present. He's He drives the plot more. It's, you know. Yeah. Movies. Movies, yeah. I, I personally think Pacino's going to get the win. I don't see a world where he doesn't get nominated. Uh, I'm also very mm-hmm. confident in Brad Pitt. My least confident pick is Defoe, sadly, just because, again, busy year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He might not get that nom. But he got a Best Actor nom last year. Who knows? He did. He did do that indeed. Yeah. Good for him. That was a great movie, by the way. I actually saw that, mm-hmm. um, the, the Vincent Van Gogh movie. Watched it on the plane. Loved his performance. Watching movies as Martin Scorsese intended. And exactly, it was a it was a weird, weird, weird movie in the sense of like how it was stylized and how the cinematography and like the just the flow and plot of the movie was very strange. But I liked it. I like weird stuff. Who doesn't? I'm an avant garde creative. You're in the industry. Yeah, I you know I I don't play by the rules all the time. Okay, you know sometimes you gotta break them. I got applauded in a video production class recently for making a strong choice with breaking the one hundred and eighty degree rule. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Supporting actress. It was an accident, but I claimed it as if it was important (laughs) and it was intentional. You did it. I did it. It was me. All me. Here we go. Supporting actress. I got... I'll go first on this one. This one was hard. (laughs) Yeah. This one was very hard. Unfortunately, this was a bad year for actresses. Um, There just wasn't that many... It's not that there weren't any good performances. There just weren't that many standout movies with good performances from... I think supporting actress was better than, uh, than lead actress, personally. I absolutely agree. Uh, however, it was still difficult. <laughs> um, so supporting actress, I have Jennifer Lopez from Hustlers. Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Saw her talk about that movie live and in person with Greta Gerwig, the baby mama of Noah Baumbach, the director and writer of Marriage Story. Fun fact. Number three, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm going to do it anyways. Zhao Shuzhen, I believe, from The Farewell. Uh, number four, I have Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell. I have Julia Fox from Uncut Gems. And then my safety pick is Adele Hanel from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Okay. Wow, we have very different picks. I figured I figured the supporting actresses and lead actresses is where we would differ the most. Yeah. So I have Laura Dern and Jennifer Lopez as well. Uh, if yeah. you have not seen Hustlers, it's very fun. I was expecting it. It was not at all what I was expecting to be. 
Um, I didn't like the trailers too much. The movie itself is very good. It's basically like, it's sort of like Wolf of Wall Street, but with strippers. I have to get over my uh, my internalized distaste for Cardi B before I can bring myself to go see that movie. Okay, um, I'll just tell you need to get over it because Cardi B, uh, she's in the background in a few scenes, and she has like two lines in the whole movie. Uh, she I is, just don't want to give her money, though. <laughs> you won't. There's no way she negotiated for points on this movie. All right. I'm just all right. Go watch it. It's very good, and Jennifer Lopez is great. Um, there's a she. I I didn't know this. She's 50. Yeah. Yeah. I I I did know that, and it's fucking incredible. Yeah. And impressive. She's she's like she's Jim Carrey's age. Yeah. She does a pole dance in this movie, and like. Get get your chuckles out of you. Pole dancing is an athletic activity, and I think it was her the whole time. I don't think they used a stunt double. Like it, it's incredible that someone is just like in this good a shape. It's like Tom Cruise when he does the Mission Impossible stunts. You're like you're right. how old and you're doing what? Yeah, yeah. and uh, yes. And in addition to the physicality, she's just uh, she's just a great performance overall. Very, she throws herself into it. Um, I very. I really and also like it's not even just like my own biases towards liking the performance. The, a lot of the prognosticators and the forecasters is prognosticate the right word. I'm just gonna say forecaster. I don't know. A lot of the awards forecasters think she's going to get the nomination too, so I'm throwing behind it. I also have Kathy Bates for yeah. Richard Jewell. Um, Richard Jewell is getting a lot of buzz. I don't think it's gonna sweep it just because of like Hollywood has a problem with Clint Eastwood, but I think Kathy Bates might be like the one nomination that Richard Jewell gets. Uh, and then for my five and six, I have both Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie from uh, Bombshell. Uh huh. And then my safety is Florence Pugh in Little Women. I haven't seen Little Women yet. It'll come out when we're on no, break. We might it's see. Not out. <laughs> we might see it together with us. We could. We could do that. That would be nice. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to fun, fun, fun. Uh, cinematography next. This one was kind of difficult. Yeah. I put this in here because I'm a cinematography nerd, and also I just want to talk about Roger Deakins. I haven't seen 1917 yet, but when I heard Roger Deakins shot it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see 1917. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Apparently that man's a fucking genius. Apparently it's Birdman, but an action movie. Yeah, no, that I heard it's all in one shot, which is, like, well, impressive for a not, war movie. It's not one shot, but right. yeah, it's edited. It's, it's not like. exactly one shot, but it's yeah. made to look like it's And to one do shot. that, yes, you need an editor... <clears throat> You need an editor, cinematographer, and director all working hand in hand. So, absolutely, which makes I think this movie's gonna get. It's getting buzz for acting. I don't think so, but I do think it's gonna sweep. Te- mm. I do think it's gonna sweep technical. It's gonna right. get cinematography. It's going to get uh, editing, and it's gonna have a good shot at getting director. I, this is without even seeing, right. just like knowing what went into it, because we all saw what happened mm-hmm. with Birdman. We did indeed, and then also. Lawrence Cher for Joker. Uh, mm. There's a lot I didn't like about Joker, but uh, the cinematography was not one of those things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Fidon that is surprising. Papa Mikel uh, for Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, mm-hmm. Hard to explain, just like when you see how they shot these race scenes, uh, you- you'll understand. Uh, then Caesar Charlone for The Two Popes, just because... Uh, he was just because of how much hype the two popes is getting. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Rodrigo Pietro for the Irishman. And then my safety is Hong Kyung Po for Parasite. 
Interesting. We uh, we differ a little bit on this one. Uh, I would say probably more. Um, yeah, I don't know. You your 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 picks surprise me. Uh, I also did 1917 because Roger Deakins. How could you not? Um, I also had Joker because, like you said, that was definitely one of the highlights of that movie. Um, and then we uh, we disagree on three, four, and five. Uh, for number three, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, just because I don't know, I feel like that movie is gonna is gonna get a lot of nominations just because it's it's Tarantino, it's about Hollywood, people like that kind of stuff. Yeah. it's just it, it plays it, to the old you know, Hollywood biases. Exactly, like, which you know, yeah. the Academy has done a lot to diversify itself, but it's still a lot of old heads yeah. in old executives and it pl- whatnot. It plays you know? to the same biases that made La La Land such a front runner. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I have that for um, number, or no, number. that's what I have for, for three. Um, number four, I have Uncut Gems. Um, Safdie Brothers, I love their cinematography. This is sort of just a bias pick. Um, I think their cinematography is really, really good. Haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. It's not out yet. Um, or at least in wide release. Uh, but I think they would deserve it. And from everything I've seen in the trailers, it looks like it's going to be a classic Safdie cinematography movie. Um, and I think it's awesome. Uh, number five, I have The Lighthouse. Um, it's unique. It's different than anything else that we've seen cinematography-wise this season. Therefore, I think it deserves a nomination on that alone, on just unique and individuality alone. Um, and then my safety is Parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like, yeah. a lot of it, there's a lot of it based on, like, what's deserve it and what's going to win. I'm going, I'm planning to win here. There's a lot that I, like, had to kick out. I let my biases show mm-hmm. in some parts, especially <clears throat> with our yeah. next category. Let's do the screenplays, original and adapted. Right. Let's start with original screenplay. Cool. All right. So original screenplay. I got Marriage Story. Noah Baumbach's a fucking genius of the pen, of the typewriter, whatever he uses to write on it. Knowing who the guy is and how old he is and just his vibe, it's probably a typewriter that he found on Etsy. Uh, Number two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino's a writer by trade. It's just that, that script is great. I enjoyed it. Um, number three is Knives Out. Haven't seen it, but heard really amazing things. Samuel's been filleting that movie since it came out, and he saw it, uh, so I, I picked that. Uh, number four, I have Parasite, because goddamn, what a great-ass movie. And when a, when a subtitled, uh, subbed movie is still good as a screenplay, and it's not in the original language, you know that the original language screenplay is probably pretty fucking good um number five the farewell also haven't seen it but it was getting tons and tons of buzz and hubbub when i was looking and doing some research for this um so i put that on there and then my safety is pain and glory um that was also getting a lot of um buzz and hubbub and i like antonio banderas and when i saw the trailer for that movie uh it i believe won best screenplay at a film festival that it was part of so yeah 
So those are those are my my picks for original screenplay. Very nice. What you got, buddy boy? We're basically the same. Uh, I have Parasite, mm. Knives Out. Uh, where we differ though is I have Honey Boy uh, instead. Ah, of, interesting. Yeah, Honey Boy. I think Shia's script might stand an outside shot there. And then I also have Marriage Story, okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino has only won two Oscars. Both are for original screenplay. So. Yeah. Good chance. Good to assume that he's going to get it for this. And then my safety was the farewell. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Go to adapted. Well, what'd you get for adapted? I have the Irishman, Little Women, yeah. <clears throat> Jojo mm. Rabbit, a hey. a beautiful day in the neighborhood, the two popes, hey. and my safety is <laughs> Joker. Oh my god, we have literally the exact same picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Good. Yeah. As they say, in, let's. I was hoping we'd get one that was all exactly the same. It, we might get the same for best actor as well. Maybe. Let's go to director. Uh, number. Okay, best director. We got Tarantino, my man Quentin. We got Bombach, my man Noah. Uh, Scorsese, my my main man Martin. Uh, we got Bong Joon Ho. I don't know which one of those names comes first, so I'm not gonna try to continue the joke there. Um, I have the uh, the dynamic duo, the New Age uh, Cohen brothers, the Safdie brothers, um, and then for my Safdie, I mean safety, Taika Waititi. <laughs> okay, okay, we differ there too. So I have I have Scorsese, Tarantino, Bong Joon Ho. I think it's and and Bombach. Yeah, I think it's safe to say. Right now, uh, Bong Joon. I I don't know. I just got maybe it's because I love Parasite so much. I think Bong Joon Ho is the favorite. Mm. And then for my five, I actually put Greta Gerwig uh, for Little Women uh, because you know she she diversity. She got it last time with Lady Bird. Maybe she'll do it You're again. Right. Yeah, she didn't. You're right. She didn't win. I hope I'm she, wrong in that regards because I love her. Yeah, she didn't win, but she got the nom. I think she will be the only woman nominated again. Sadly. And uh. then uh, my safety is Sam Mendes, and I wouldn't be uh. shocked if. And I think that's a good, I think that's a good bet for safety. Like Quentin yeah. and Bong are probably a lock, but like maybe Martin doesn't get it because the Oscars love to fuck over Martin Scorsese. <laughs> like his, they do. Like they do. He won his best director Oscar for The Departed, and I just saw The Departed for the first time. Not his best movie by a mile. No, it's good. No, it's not his best at all. It's a good movie, but it's not his best. He his best movie was his first, which yeah. is Raging Bull. Yeah, and he hasn't done better since. Yeah, he just hasn't. Yeah, but like Raging Bull's better. Uh, Goodfellas was better. Uh, Casino yes. was better. Wolf was better. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Shutter Island, but like, uh, uh, Silence was better. Aviator was better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just it's just weird that Departed's the one he got it for. But hey, uh right. still a good movie. Out of all of them. So yeah, I I could oh, yeah, for sure. I could see Sam Mendes knocking out Marty or Greta. We we moving on to uh to best actor and best actress? Yes, we are. Alrighty. Okay. Let's do best actress first cuz ladies always first. Okay. And this was the most difficult fucking <laughs> the most difficult uh category of all of them yeah so the, um all right out want me to go <laughs> uh i'll go i'll go okay. or did i did i go first the last for the last one i don't know i can't remember i think i did you go first okay i think okay so the only one who seems like i've checked a lot of sites 
The only one who seems like a lock on all of them is Renee Zellweger for Judy. I have not seen Uh. Judy. I don't really want to see Judy, but everyone is saying she's going to get it. I'm playing to win. I have to put her on. Of course. Yeah, Judy, it's just not – it's a boomer movie. Not for me. It is. It is. (laughs) Uh, Number two, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Uh, Holly, Mm -hmm. you know, she's playing Megyn Kelly. Everyone's going to want to give a big middle finger to Fox News because Trump era, blah, blah, blah. Whether or not her performance is great, I think she's going to be great. She's Charlize. I think just the political factor alone is going to be what helps her get in there. Mm. It's be like, Haha, mm-hmm. fuck you, Trump. I'm going to give Charlize Theron an Oscar nomination. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, then Lupita Nyong'o for Us. Not a lot of buzz for Us mm. this year, but uh, she, she – the buzz for her getting a Best Actress nomination has stayed around. So yep. I think then Sir Sharonan for Lady Bird. Sorry, for uh, Little Women because she got it for Lady Bird. <laughs> uh, and then Aquafina for The Farewell. My safety is Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. That's your safety. Interesting. All right. Um, we're, we differ a little bit. Uh, I definitely have Renee Zellweger. Um, like you said, she's everywhere. Everybody's saying that, that, that she's going to get it. You know, that's pretty much a, the consensus. Um, I have Aquafina as well. Um, as I said, also haven't seen The Farewell, but I heard that it's great. Heard her performance is great. Apparently my short film is going to be sent to her for her to see. Um, so that's exciting. Um, uh, then I have Scarlett Johansson. She's not my safety. Um, I just she also seemed to be pretty heavily. She wasn't as much of a consensus and as heavily prevalent on the predictions as Renee. But uh, I've heard that performance is amazing. And I, from what I've seen, the clips I haven't seen the movie yet, but from what I've seen, it looks like a amazing stellar performance. Um, then I also have Charlize Theron. Uh, yeah, politically, that just makes sense. People love Charlize. Um, that would be a huge middle finger to the Trump administration. It would be awesome if she won. Um, and then I do also have Lupita. Um, where we differ is my safety went to Alfrey Woodard from Clemency because I saw a lot of people talking about her and buzzing on her about getting a nomination as well. Nice. Don't think she'll win. Don't know Clemency. Haven't heard of it. Haven't seen anything about it. Uh, purely, this was a strategic move. Um, so that's 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 what I got. That's allowed. Okay, best actor. Yep. Here's the big one. I think. All right, I baby. think we're gonna share two on this, but the rest of them I have Interesting. no idea. I okay. <laughs> yes, I go first this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I have Adam Driver, Marriage Story. He's getting the most buzz. People are saying it's gonna be him. He's an amazing actor. I would love it if he won an Oscar. He deserves it. Um, I think he's awesome. Uh, Definitely, yeah, one of my favorite actors working right now. Um, I also have Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I think if Joker wins anything, it'll be that. Um, He was the best part of that movie, um, without a doubt. I liked it a bit more than Samuel did, but I still think that the best part about that movie, and this is something that we have come to an agreement on was Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Um, I have Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. 
Um, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of buzz has been going about that performance, saying it's his career best, saying that it's one of the best performances of the year, yada, yada, yada. Put that down there. Um, I also have Robert De Niro for um, uh, for The Irishman, just because it's The Irishman. It was one of the, it's a Scorsese movie. People love Robert De Niro. Um, I don't personally think his performance was super great in that movie, nor do I think it was his best by any means, uh, but I do think he'll get the nom. Uh, I also have Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. Haven't seen it yet, but I know that Adam Sandler is a secret sort of undercover powerhouse of an actor. If you've, if you've seen Punch Drunk Love, you'll know what I'm talking about, and if you've seen the Myrowitz stories, you'll know what I'm talking about. The guy's a fucking killer when he gets the right role and when he has the right director behind him and I think the Safdie brothers if anybody could tame that beast um I also have as my safety Leonardo DiCaprio um I don't think it was the best performance of the year um I don't think it was his best at all uh as we said earlier Brad Pitt definitely stood out way more than him in that movie um but I think he'll get it regardless because it's Leo and it's Tarantino and yeah okay I have uh, – we're, we're very close. <clears throat> I have Adam Ooh. Driver and Joaquin. I think those are yep. your front runners easily. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Then Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Interesting. I was wondering if you would put that because I, I remember I, – I haven't seen it yet, but I know you said you saw it and you liked it a lot. And it is like a comeback. People love a comeback moment. Yeah. Um, and I did see it sort of on the on the buzz. It's very fun, but it's not like a great movie. Uh, but Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. is very good in it. Uh, and then I also have right. Adam Sandler and Robert De Niro, but my safety is also Leo. So the only way place we differ Ooh. is Banderas. And right. uh, I have seen Pain and Glory. It's not that he's a, he's bad in it. It's just He just has a very quiet and subtle performance. And those aren't mm. usually the performances that win you Oscars. Where right. I look at all these guys, except for maybe De Niro, all four of those guys look like they're giving really bombastic, loud performances. Like, yeah, there's one scene in Marriage Story when they're having a fight, and the way that scene, oh yeah, I saw it. I saw it last night on Instagram. Yeah. Holy shit! The way that scene builds and the way they both play oh. off of each other, it's very much Driver's scene. But like, you just get the encapsulation oh, yeah. of the issues in this marriage, and like, he just like he's so like angry and like crazy because like. Oh. Is like, but it, but hurt. Yeah. But underneath is is pain and hurt. It's so good. Yeah. He's very, very good. I think I liked his performance more than Joaquin's in Joker. I didn't like Joker, but yes, Joaquin is good in the movie. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think like when you look at like uh, it won the Golden Lion and the Golden Lion winner, except for like a few years where, except for a few years, the Golden Lion winner always gets nominated at the Oscars. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those very good awards predictors. So it's, I think that there's a there's a very strong bet that Joaquin's going to get nominated for Joker, but I do think oh, yeah. Adam Driver is better. That's yeah, just my own taste, though. Although what what is funny is, uh, before we get to Best Picture, I encourage everyone, um, start following like any uh, Hollywood trade on Twitter, uh, and just wait for all these award show nominees and winners to come out because what will happen oh, yeah. is they will mention Joker in the tweet. And then beneath the replies will be Joker fans, and they'll all post the same gif of him going down the stairs 
where it's like it doesn't matter how obscure the award show is like it could be benny the plumbers uh benny the plumbers anal lint awards uh best picture joker and then you'll see one so glad joker's doing so well i love joker it's my favorite movie but now <laughs> let's oh, yeah. let's get into best picture you ready this oh yeah the the grand finale here we go okay i th- i have one in here i think it's gonna throw you for a for a curveball oh boy now because now again there, right. there is no safety in this because there can be up to 10 but there's basically never 10 so right basically if it's seven then you have three safeties you know right yeah anyway here we go baby here we go here we go here we go my number one uh on, it's not really in order but i <clears> have <throat> parasite 1917, mm. The Irishman, mm. Joker, mm. Once Upon a Time mm. in Hollywood, mm. The Farewell, okay. Jojo Rabbit, yep. Yep. Little Women, Knives mm. Out, and Avengers Endgame. Mm. Whoa. Okay. We differ a little bit. I say we about we have like half and half. Um, I'll explain Endgame you when you're me done. Okay. You threw me at Joker, but I, I think I understand why you put it there. Um, you definitely threw me at Endgame, um, and you threw me at Jojo Rabbit as well. Um, interesting. Okay, so I have, in no particular order, uh, Marriage Story, The Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Uncut Gems, Knives Out, Parasite, The Farewell, Waves, Ford v. Ferrari in 1917. Yeah, No Way Waves gets nominated. Just tell – you're losing that one there, baby. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I just wanted to. It was a It was a, It was was a a, a bias pick. It's okay. That's what – here's why – I want everything for that movie for the sole reason that they used Frank Ocean in the trailer. That's the only reason why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, No Way You Win for Waves. <laughs> here's why I put Endgame in there. I put Endgame in there. Okay. You'll notice I didn't put anywhere else. I was considering putting Jojo Rabbit maybe for director, but, like, that race is just so tight that who do right. I kick out? Um, same thing for uh, – did I put it for screen? Yeah, no, I put it for adapted screenplay. So I think Jojo's going to get adapted mm. screenplay. But I put uh, Avengers in there specifically because I know how the Oscars get nominated. And the mm. nominations more so than the winner, for the Oscars at least, the Golden Globes are different – the Oscar nominations is about money, and Disney has the most money. And when you look at their own Oscar push, they are pushing very strongly for Avengers Endgame as a Best Picture winner. They're not pushing it for actor. Uh, well, all the actors are supporting in that movie, so they're not pushing it for any supporting actor stuff. They're not pushing it for uh, directing or writing. They're pushing it very specifically for Best Picture, and I think – in a world where you can have up to up to ten, Avengers might get that seventh or eighth spot. Sort of like Black Panther. Right. It's not going to win. Okay. But I think it's going right. to be the Black Panther of this year of the token comic book movie. Uh, but also Joker is going to be there too. So like we'll have two comic book movies, but Joker isn't really a comic book movie. It's a art house movie cynically sold as a comic book movie. Anyway. <clears throat> you think we'll have a you think we'll have a, a Martin Scorsese Kanye West moment where he comes on stage and rips the the mic out of the hand? And, and, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but but this is a this is a, a a theme park movie. 
This is not real cinema. Martin Scorsese is 100% right about comic book movies not being real cinema. I'll, I'll just say it. I love oh, I, comic I agree. I agree. I love comic book movies, but they are theme park rides. They're very good theme park rides. Michael and oh, I yeah. almost cried at the end of Endgame when we saw it together. But I, I did cry. You did cry too. Don't don't say almost. No, we didn't. Don't don't try to. We didn't don't cry try during to the be movie. Tough for the audience. We didn't cry during. We got welled up during it. and We cried after. But like, if we had, I cried during. Yeah. I definitely cried during. <laughs> Very emotional. But yeah, that, that movie's a theme park ride. And then Knives Out. I think Knives Out's best chances are screenplay. But I think there's a world where it does get. Uh, where it does get that best picture nomination, those are my mm-hmm. picture best picture. What do you what do you have to say about yours? Um, yeah, uh, I I put on I put uncut gems on there just because I love the Safdie brothers. That was another sort of bias pick. Um, I think they're awesome. I I really just think that they're gonna be one of the when when all said and done and people look back towards you know the late later part of this decade and definitely the next decade, the Safdie brothers are going to stand at the, at, you know, close, at least close to the top as some of the best directors of the, of the time. Um, I, yeah, I just love them. I think they're awesome. Um, I put knives out just because like I said, heard tons and tons and tons of buzz about it. You loved it. You said it was awesome. Um, I think it definitely has its best chances at screenplay. Um, but I don't, I don't. I don't see it not getting a nomination. Um, that would, that would, it would make perfect sense if it did. Um, I put Ford v Ferrari just because it's kind of one of those boomer movies um, as well, um, to, and I think they've got to have one. To be clear, know, though, Ford the, v Ferrari the, is a good boomer movie. It's not like Judy. Oh no, of course. We're like, I'm sh- of course, but yeah. it definitely is still meant to, you know. Play to the play to the strengths of those types of movies and, and those audiences. Yeah, Ford v Ferrari um, is at its core a movie about big men building fast cars, and it's and that's oh yeah that's oh, boomer yeah. porn right there. I think it's very totally, good, and it's and it's Matt, it's Matt Damon and it's Christian Bale who are you know that that that's like our parents' generation's favorite actors. You know, like it's it 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 fits it fits all the it checks all the boxes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I don't think there's any others that I, I need to really explain. Um, 1917's on there just because, you know, it, it, it'll be incredible. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see any reason why it won't be nominated. I want to see um, it. Did you have Marriage Story? I didn't put Marriage Story on there, no. I think it's going to be. Interesting. I think it's going to be one where you get director, actor, and writer, but not best picture. Mm. It's like going to be one of those weird movies. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I put it on there because I wasn't sure if it would get Best Picture either, but I put it on there because I saw it on a few of the predictions that I that I looked at. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I and that was sort of a, a sort of like a half bias, half um, strategic pick in that regards because I I do love Noah Baumbach as well. I think he'll stand right next to the Safdie brothers with his beautiful baby mama Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what? You know what? Uh, Thinking about th- it now, they'll be the king and queen, and the Safdie brothers will be the bishops standing right next to them. Um, Michael, <laughs> if I can, I kick off yes. the farewell and put Marriage Story on instead. Can you kick kick what off? Can I kick off the farewell and just put Marriage Story instead of the farewell? You can say um, you can say you can. No. I still have the farewell on there, but you can if you want. I'm just looking at it now. I still. I'm, I think I think Marriage Story has a better chance of getting it than The Farewell. Thank you for allowing me to take the win. Of course, there's no deadline on these things. I mean, we're you know, so, we're putting it on the got, record you've got now. Until 
You've got until the day before the the, the, the nominations come out. I mean, this will be set in stone because this is the the list that people will know. Yeah. But your personal list is okay to change. Yeah. Well, no, this is the list for the podcast list. This is the the one I can't right. change. This is this is the one that's that's uh, that will stand the test of time. So yeah, those are our uh, those are our Oscar ballot predictions. Uh, what we think the nominees are going to be. They will come out. The official nominations will come out on January thirteenth uh, during our mid-season yeah. break. Uh, so during our season break, so Michael will come back and we will see who won. And that'll be fun. Oh yeah! But Michael, before we leave, time. I'd like to take a moment to address Star Wars fans for a second. Oh yeah, let's address them. Let's talk to them. <clears throat> Hello, Star Wars fans. Hey guys, it's me. Hey. It's me. Welcome. Samuel. Anybody else who's not a Star Wars fan, you guys can you guys can sign off right now. We'll we'll see you guys next episode. Real right, fans up, only. Guys? Okay. How Hi, Star doing? Wars fans. My name is this Samuel. Is a, is, um, this... I know how movies are made and how movies work, sort of. Um, and uh, listen, I know you didn't like the Last Jedi for some reason. Uh, maybe because all right, we get it. Maybe because you don't it. know how to watch movies. Uh, maybe because you don't like that they put an Asian woman in there, and you like to hey, point that out. It's an understandable point of view. Everyone's a little bit racist. It's all right, okay? except me. Not me either. I'm but colorblind hey, in my there. eyes and there my you heart. Go. Exactly. Maybe the Canto bite scene was a bit cringy. And you thought it was the worst maybe. thing ever committed to film. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, that's all right. Maybe it had a bit too much CGI. That's okay. We get it. It's okay. It's no, we're, we're not angry with you, okay? But I want to say this because for a while now, some of you guys have been saying, Kathleen Kennedy is ruining Lucasfilm. We need to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. Who, uh, I, I, yeah, I remind you, uh, Steven Spielberg said is one of the greatest producers ever to work in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know whose opinion. He said that. He said that about Kathleen Daddy Kennedy. Daddy Spielberg. Yeah. He said, because she made the Indiana Jones movies. This is true. <laughs> yes, she did. She was like, I'm going to make a movie. Go. Get the whip. I need a whip. Go forth and movie. Now, some of you people who want Kathleen Kennedy gone from Lucasfilm for reasons uh you've suggested uh since you're very lazy and uncreative and don't know how movies work you've said either i want kevin feige to take over lucasfilm or you've said and this is what really grinds my gears i want dave filoni mm. to take over lucasfilm tis 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 kissed now when pressed why you want dave filoni to take over lucasfilm it comes down to uh one thing he understands star wars now, um, mm. I've been a Star Wars fan for a long time. Michael has too. Oh yeah, we oh, both yeah. understand. Been Star watching Wars. them since a babe, since a wee wee babe. We both. Since I was in Pampers. We both understand Star Wars. I think is fair to say. Uh, do, we get it pretty well. Do we understand? We it? know more lore than the average person. Yeah. We know enough lore to embarrass ourselves in a classroom when somebody says something that's incorrect. Yeah. Do we understand it as well as Dave Filoni? Most certainly not, but I think probably not. Fair to say, we both know Star Wars um, pretty well. Here's something else that we uh, are on par with with Dave Filoni: uh, experience directing feature films and making feature films. Uh, oh yeah, I have made zero movies. Michael has made a few short movies, so actually, Michael has more experience I than Dave Filoni <laughs> making live action. <laughs> 
Yeah, one could say that. <laughs> I did. I just did. Well, all right. We'll take that. I'll take that to the bank. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my website in quotes. Yeah. So sure. Uh, would Dave Filoni be good in a Star Wars trivia night? Absolutely. Uh, could Dave Absolutely. Could Dave Filoni draw the outline of a Star Wars book? Sure. Probably. But here's what Dave Filoni hasn't done. He's never made a live action movie or live never action anything. Not even once. Until now with The Mandalorian. Mm. Dave Filoni has wow. made two episodes of The Mandalorian. And in my opinion, he did it. they are the worst episodes of The Mandalorian. They are the worst episodes of The Mandalorian. He made the first episode, the pilot, and he made our most recent episode, episode number five, The Gunslinger. And might I say, wow, did I not think that we would get this bad of an episode in this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not wow. only did he direct it, he fucking wrote it. That's his baby Oh, right yeah. There. That turd of an he episode. He did the whole damn thing. Now, I don't mean to shit on uh, Dave Filoni entirely. The man has only made animated tv shows it's a different skill set he has made some pretty good animated tv shows i liked most of clone wars i liked most of rebels the man can make animated tv shows hey dave we don't hate you you're a cool guy you make some good good animated tv shows no hard feelings and i don't and i don't but and i don't say this to insult dave filoni the the man will get experience. I think his second episode was better shot than his first episode. So obviously he's Absolutely. he's learned there, but he still doesn't know how to pace. Uh, he still doesn't know how to write live action characters. Two of the characters in no, he the, does not. in his episode uh, were basically reject rebels characters, which uh, uh-huh. I mean in the worst way possible. Uh, but it's fine mm-hmm. with time and experience. Dave Filoni will get better, and he will learn more about the live action filmmaking process. He will. But I, I, Everything gets better with experience. I just need you to. Un- I, I I need you, Star Wars fans. I need you to acknowledge, no matter what your issues with Kathleen Kennedy are, can we at least say she knows what she's doing, and we should replace her if need be with someone else who knows what he or she is doing. You know who made yes. the better episodes of The Mandalorian? Two women uh, made the best episodes of The Mandalorian so far. Just, they sure did. I'll just put that out there. Deborah Chow made episode three. It was great. Bryce Dallas Howard made episode four. It was great. I think oh, yeah. they would make better replacements for Kathleen Kennedy than uh, Dave Filoni. Absolutely. But even then, they shouldn't do it. It should be another seasoned producer who has had experience at every level of the Hollywood system. Yes. Uh, so yes. I, I know you won't say it because you're the worst and I can't stand you. But can you at least admit – that Dave Filoni is not the choice to run the live-action film division of Lucasfilm. Can you at least admit he that? ain't it, Chief. After seeing his he episodes and how bad they are, can you please admit, with your words, with your little, with your little brain, can you say the words? Use your big words. Your mouth, open up, go flap, flap, flap. Dave Filoni should not replace Kathleen Kennedy. Can we at least all agree there? I'm not saying you have to like her. Let's say it. All together, everybody. One, two, Dave three. Filoni should not replace Kathleen. Should not replace Dave Filoni shouldn't replace Kathleen Kenny. Good job, everyone. Good job, Star Wars fans. Enjoy episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, written by the guy who wrote Batman versus Superman and Justice League. 
and enjoyed the rest of The Mandalorian, which hopefully has less Dave Filoni in it and will be better. Uh, the directors are all good. Uh, Jebber Chow, Rick Famuyiwa, and Taika directed the last, the next three episodes. Uh, I don't know. Who, oh, great! I don't know who wrote them though. I hope it's John Favreau. Please. I hope it's Favreau. I mean, he started it. He should finish it. Yeah. I don't know why they let Dave write one, but they did. But it's fine. Anyway. Um, Me neither. That's, Me neither. That's it. Thank you for listening, Star Wars fans. I'm sorry if I was a bit this is, rude. This is Samuel and Michael signing off saying, we love Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love I love Tatooine. I love I love Michael. Uh, Michael, uh, speeder it's the bikes. it's the booth that Han Solo sat at. Did you see it? It's the cantina. Did you Samuel, see it? the cantina Did you was see the, the pit one. Droids? Did you see the pit droids? Did you? I saw the pit droids. Did you see the 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 blaster? Uh, the blaster uh, fucking dent in the wall where Han Solo got shot at by Greedo. Did you, oh, did you see I where she said Star carbon Wars. scoring? Did you, she said carbon scoring. She said it. Hey, hey, you, you, did you see when he was like, ah, it got me in the Besker. From that distance, the the, bla- the blaster bolt won't do any damage. <laughs> when he expl- he mansplained Besker steel to us. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm sorry if I was a bit rude. Just uh, try being less of a snowflake next time. Nah, listen, we're, we're, just, we're just trying to help you out, you know? We're just trying to have a... Have a nice little personal sit-down conversation with our fellow Star Wars brethren and sisterin. Sometimes we get a bit toxic. Sometimes we bully an actress off of Twitter because we didn't like her character. Yeah. Sometimes we make a guy who played a character that he had nothing to do with almost jump off of a bridge and kill himself. You know? We got to check in with one another every now and then and say, hey, are we doing the right thing? Is this the right path for us to go on as a community? And in this case, we're just checking in. We're just making sure you guys are are in the right headspace, making the right decisions, you know, being the best Star Wars fans you can be. Thank we you. love you. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with The Year in Gaming. Oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Exciting. Until then, I've been Samuel. I've been Michael. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love Star Wars. I love Star Wars.